It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. On today's show, I want to pull together a collection of what I'll call clever ideas for you to consider if you're looking to buy or sell a home. Now, Angie, these may not look clever to you because, you know, you probably just do these things all the time and you know all the (laughs) secrets in the business already, but maybe they'll be clever to somebody else as they're tuning in perhaps for the first time today. So I thought we'd uh, throw a few out. You let me know if these are clever or not. Uh, First one, clever idea number one, and and these are kind of a smattering of different things uh, from buying and selling side of the equation. Uh, First, from buying side, rent an Airbnb in the neighborhoods you're thinking about potentially moving to. See what it's like to live there for a week or even just a a weekend, just to kind of do a little early research. That's such a cute idea. I know that probably that opportunity, though, might be limited, you know, just based on like the neighborhood you're looking to move to. There's some restrictions where neighborhoods don't allow Airbnbs. So, you know, there might not even be that option available within that neighborhood. But if there is, I mean, I think that's a spectacular idea, kind of like a mini vacation. And, you know, you really get to test out, um, you know, that location, how it's like living there, um, you know, the overall neighborhood community feel. I know I personally, when I was going to buy my first home, I absolutely loved the neighborhood heritage of Wake Forest, and I still do. But I had always lived in Raleigh, and I decided to rent in Heritage to test it out before I decided to actually buy. And I'm so grateful that I did, um, because really quickly I realized, although I love the neighborhood, just, you know, driving-wise and distance for me, it it didn't work out. Uh, For example, it could take 25 minutes or 45 minutes to get my daughter to school. You know, just where Mm -hmm. we actively work as far as within our business, I was really at the very north end. And so, you know, going to show a home all the way down in Fuquay or Clayton, it felt like I was on the road for five hours. So that was a learning lesson for me. And I'm glad I kind of tested it out per se, like you're mentioning here, because I decided to, you know, instead buy a home back into Raleigh area, which is more centralized for me, where I was used to doing things as well. So that's a a very clever idea. If the option is there, yeah, rent an Airbnb for a week or so and test it out. See if you really like, really like the neighborhood. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and the, you know, the parameters of neighborhood could be expanded here. Like you yeah, may not be able to yeah. find the exact like neighborhood. But yeah. yeah, when we were thinking of moving to the North Raleigh area, we didn't rent an Airbnb, but we just came, we would drive here in the evenings and go out to eat in North Raleigh, even though we didn't live here. We would come, mm-hmm. we'd go out to eat and we would kind of see, and then we would, and we would drive back from eating back into one of the neighborhoods that were kind of in that, you know, just north of 540 region off of Creedmoor and Six Forks and, you know, kind of in that vicinity falls a noose. And we would just pretend we were going back to our home in one of those yeah. neighborhoods. And it just kind of gave you the feel of like, okay, what would it be if we popped out to eat dinner and we filled up gas, you know, it just yeah. kind of, we just kind of got the feel for the place. And I don't know how helpful that was, but it made us feel like it gave us a good feeling like this. Yeah, I could see this. Yeah. And then you drive that little drive from 540 back through the triangle a couple of times. And you're like, okay, I, I, can, I can deal with, Test I like 540, you know, I can, I can do it. Whereas we did the same thing just for our purposes at the time. 
down in, in Fuquay direction. We were like, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels a little too far. You know, now in COVID world, it probably wouldn't matter working from right, home all the right. time. But, you know, pre-COVID world, it, it was like, eh, that's just a little too far of a drive for both of us from our working situations. Let's just not. And so we eliminated that from our consideration just for our situation. Yep. So you, know, you get so customized too of, you know, where you do things, just where you go to the grocery store, what locations you go to, you know, a quick eating out on a Sunday. And um, I know when we moved this year, that was our concern because both my husband and I, we lived, you know, more closer to like the Durley Ebenezer area of Raleigh for a very long time. Even before we met each other, we each owned a home right down the street from each other, didn't realize it. So we were both very used to living life there. And, you know, when we started, you know, having the conversation of maybe moving a little bit more North Raleigh to be closer to, you know, daycare and school for the kids and also where my office is located, there was that fear of like, well, there's nothing going on there. Like, there's nothing to do. But it's funny. Now that we live here, we're like, oh, it actually seems like there's more around this area than where we were living, you know, and you get comfortable to where you're living. But yeah, testing it out and just like you said, kind of taking those paths as far as driving, you know, what does that drive look like for you? Uh, one thing we've, we've learned, which we were a little bit nervous about, but our current neighborhood now, to get out of our neighborhood, oh my gosh, it is horrendous because there's no stoplight like at our neighborhood and off of Creedmoor Road. And so to take a left out of the neighborhood, I mean, it is like pedal to the metal, like watch out both ways. <laughs> yep. I mean, and sometimes you just sit there and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get out of the neighborhood. Um, but those are things you should test out, right? Like drive it a couple of times. What does it look like for, you know, the time that you would leave to, you know, go to work or take your children to school and then come back home and make those test drives. I think that's super important. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And so the actual staying and renting an Airbnb in the neighborhood, that would be like next level. But I think the yeah. underlying premise is there of test places out. Yeah, mm-hmm. try them out. It's so helpful, so useful. Now, if you're an out-of-town buyer, then yeah, that's like, that would be awesome. Rent an Airbnb, even if you have to stay in a hotel, I guess. But like, go just spend a, a weekend in the area where you're thinking of moving to, you know? So if you're coming from out of state or out of uh, somewhere else in North Carolina into the Triangle, you know, try staying in, uh, in Cary for a night and then, you know, Raleigh and Chapel Hill and see what the different communities look like. It's, it's really helpful for sure. Uh, clever idea number two. You'll hear a lot of talk about getting pre-qualified for a loan, but even better, get pre-approved and you'll be way ahead of buyers who aren't. You agree yeah. with that? Yeah. That's so true. Um, You'll be way ahead of, you know, other buyers just in regards to making an offer. Okay. It's going to give the seller a little bit uh, more of a warm and fuzzy that you are a qualified buyer and you will make it through to the closing table. Also, you know, it's great for you too, to know that there should be no hiccups throughout the loan process. Just something that maybe a question wasn't asked that should have been, and you think you're golden and then all of a sudden, uh uh-oh, you actually, you know, maybe this loan program is not going to work for you. So just to explain uh, pre-qual versus pre-approved. So pre-qual is more of verbal information, I would say. So typically a lender will pull your credit, but you are telling them how much you make as far as income wise, what type of debts you have. Okay. So it's more of a, a trust factor there, I would say, but pre-approval is actually showing verification of all that information. So it's one step above and beyond the pre-qual letter where, all right, now let me get your tax statements. Let me get, you know, pay stubs. Let me see this. Let me see that your bank statement. So the lender is actually double checking behind all the information that you filled out on your loan application to verify that indeed the information you shared is accurate. And there's no, you know, not that you were lying in any way, but there could have been a question, maybe just the lender didn't dig deep enough and ask, 
enough questions and something could have been, you know, fallen through the cracks, which really could hurt you as far as purchasing a home or make you switch up your loan program. So yes, I think it's definitely a clever idea um, that if you can go ahead and get pre-approved and take that next step, do it. You do not have to have a home picked out in order to get pre-approved. Okay. You know, a lender can go ahead and go through those steps even before you found the perfect home, your, your uh, loan just, of course, wouldn't go through underwriting yet because you need a contract to get to that point. But yeah, get pre-approved. I think that's smart for everyone. It's going to also make your offer a lot more attractive as well when that time comes. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, we actually offer a great tool for you to utilize if you would like to. It's a smartphone app uh, that you can download that's all about mortgages. Um, our partner at Fairway Independent Mortgage, Jonathan Ellis, has put this together for us and particularly for you. Um, it's a mortgage app that you can put on your phone. It keeps you up to date on the latest mortgage news, mortgage rates. You can even get pre-qualified and start that pre-approval process all from your smartphone. If you want to download that mortgage app and utilize that, uh, you can certainly do that right now by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. We'll text you right back with a link to click on, and then you can download that mortgage app. So very easy to do and a useful tool there. All right, clever idea number three, look at homes before you look for homes. So when you start thinking about the possibility of buying, it's kind of like that researching the neighborhood idea. Go check out those neighborhoods, but in particular, look inside houses. Um, you know, Go to some open houses, look online to get, start getting a sense of what you like, what you don't, and also what's feasible within your price range. I think that's a very clever idea. I agree with that one too. And also you can do that online. Um, I would say that probably 95% plus of home buyers out there, they start their search online. So get a feel of what's out there, what areas have to offer, what price points are you considering with the size of home that you want. It's great to do that initial research just to really get a feel of kind of what you like. And don't wait to the point of, all right, we now need to find a home. Let's now start this whole process because then it can be a little overwhelming or a lot overwhelming. We don't want to take you through a million homes, okay? Because honestly, it's not fun for you. As much as people think that they love looking at homes when it's time to actually find a home, but they're then, you know, going through 50 homes to find the right one, it takes the fun out of it. So yeah, a couple is know, fun. The first few are fun. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then they all start just to mix together and you're like, wait a minute, did I really like that very first one that I saw? Let's go back to that one. So yeah, do your research up front, get a feel of really the area you want to be in, the style of home, just, you know, neighborhoods, like drive through different neighborhoods. We really say that a lot when you're looking at new construction. It's funny because, or even just any resales or new construction, you know, you can look at a home online and it has everything, it checks all the boxes, it's perfect. But then when you go to see the home, you drive into the neighborhood immediately, like you say, I don't even want to walk in. And I, I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen on our listings for our buyers, you know, so although it could be the perfect home for you, the, maybe the area or the neighborhood doesn't meet, you know, your standards. So get a feel of what's out there, the neighborhoods, the locations, look online, know what you're looking for and what's most important to you before you really start looking for a home. Great point. Yep. Angie, good thoughts there. Another clever idea for you, become a neat freak, at least for a little bit when you sell your home. Uh, the idea is, I mean, yeah, we know staging is important, those kinds of things, but it's the simple stuff that goes a long way. Looking at the mantle, uh, open shelves and tabletops, um, you know, clean those areas off. Try to keep them clean and tidy when showing a home. Yes. Um, I, I, we always tell our sellers the same kind of statement that selling a home is never fun. Okay. If anyone tells you that it is, they're not being honest with you because you have to keep your home at all times neat, right? 
decluttered. Most time, the way that we suggest that you stage it makes you feel like you don't live in the home because we want it to appeal to all potential buyers. So yeah, so selling a home it is never exciting, but it's the end result. It's then the next home or where you're moving to, right? Um, but yeah, become a neat freak. I mean, that's so important. There's been many times that we've shown a client a home and they're just so just taken back by the clutter, by the way a home smells, just things that the seller could have changed or fixed before the showing took place. And that, I mean, you've lost a buyer. So it is a headache. It's no fun. There's some some sellers that are in a position that they can move out before they put their home on the market. And that is spectacular because it's easier on them. They don't have to at a drop of a dime, you know, say, oh, oh we got a showing everything. You know, we need to clean up the kids' toys, you know, put the, the food animal bowls away um, or animal, has food animal bowls, the animal food bowls away. <laughs> Those um, food animal bowls always yeah, cause Yeah, mix that up a little bit. Um, you know, so if you're in that position to be able to, you know, go ahead and move out before you list, that might be an option as well. But yes, you need to become a neat freak when it's time to sell your home because, you know, that's what's going to get it sold and also get you top dollar as well. Yeah, it's a great point. Angie, another good one to bring up on today's show. Got to make sure you're doing the little things right. I mean, we even sold our home with no furniture inside of it, completely yeah. cleaned out. And it was yep. still stressful because we were putting in new flooring and then they thought they found sure. asbestos in the bathroom. And then it led to, and it was like, you know, that was the last thing being done before showing started. And now we had an un- unfinished bathroom with a potential asbestos problem. And it was like, oh, great. Man. Yep. Yep. All, ter- all turned out well. It wasn't asbestos, and we finished the floor, and then everything was fine. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it still has it's it's not a fun process. You're right, Angie. It, but it and, really until isn't. it's over, it's, and then it's, it's very I fun. Know. And then you're like, woo, yeah. <laughs> right. But it's you know, looking for a home and buying a home is a lot more fun than I would say selling a home is. But again, I mean. You know, most of us, we need to sell in order to buy. So that's just part of the process. Selling a home really only gets fun when there's a multiple offer situation. Then selling a home gets really fun. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's that's very true. And you're you're getting, you know, you're netting a lot more than what you expected. Now that makes it real fun, but um, it's still, it's a headache, you know, having people in and out of your home, inspections take place, appraisals, you know, packing. I mean, who enjoys packing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And and also dealing with the feedback that you get from people who tour your home, like because you get you get clued into that feedback of yeah. like what the and some people are more detailed than others, but it's just it kind of hurts a little bit when somebody then like all you get is a comment of like didn't like the siding, you know, or just like you yeah. know needs paint. Some or, <laughs> and some sellers are a lot more affected by it as well. I mean, they yeah. take it real personal. I've had sellers before who said, "Angie, I do not want to receive the feedback anymore, like oh, the wow. automated feedback," because uh-huh. most, you know, they're like, "Hey, how will you know we?" how the feedback and the showing process works and the feedback you know it automatically is sent to our sellers once it's given and we tell them we're not fluffing it you know we want you to see the true pros and cons things you, they would suggest you change what they like what what they didn't like um, but i've had some sellers who say angie please turn that off and just in a nice way tell me how you feel right. or how they feel um because some people don't always uh yeah i guess uh well, you, you guys as agents leaving feedback, I mean, you're busy, you're running around, you're doing stuff, so you're trying to leave feedback to be a good member of sort of the real estate community, but you're on the fly, yeah. so you can't sugarcoat it. you got to kind of just throw out there what, you know, didn't like siding, uh, needs Some new could paint. be softer with the words sometimes. I mean, yeah. I've seen where just, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, oh, I've seen, okay. Some, okay, I've gotcha. seen some mean kind of, you know, crude, I guess. Feedback oh, okay. given. All, right. um, All the ones just, we got were just, I would say. the grossest home I've ever shown. Oh, wow. Um, okay. You know, All this right. home smells just like dogs um, instead of like there was a, you know, a slight, you know, pet odor, you know. Okay. Like, yeah. They don't always, uh, 
you know, soften, I guess, the feedback that's given. So, gotcha. um, okay. you know, I can see it, it can, when that's your home that you've loved and, you know, you don't think your home smells, you know, right, um, right. to hear that type of feedback. I mean, it can be disheartening and um, upsetting. So, yeah, I don't even know where we're going with this conversation. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's interesting to, uh, to, to he- that's like a little behind the scenes thing I didn't really know much about until we went through it was the yeah, feedback yeah. that you get when people are looking right. at your home. Yes. All yes. of all of ours, I think they were Especially just they'd be there to help you. you yeah. Know, but it can, it I can found the feedback your, your very yes. helpful, very yes. helpful. Yes. That's but the I, goal of it. I also definitely had the reaction when like I would get the alert on my phone, nude feedback on your home. There's this initial excitement of, Ooh, somebody toured it. And then you right. click and look at the feedback. And if it was something like didn't like X, then like, you're, you're then like, you're just oh, like, I don't know what they're talking oh, about. Well, okay, you shouldn't get right. to home anyway. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to be the buyer anyways. Yeah, I know that's you get right. really defensive. You get defensive. You do. It's just it's a funny part of the of the process. That's for sure. Uh, last two little points here, Angie. Uh, write a letter. We've talked about this before to the seller. Yeah. Uh, it can go a long way in differentiating you from other buyers. 100%. Doesn't doesn't hurt to to do it, and uh, you know doesn't take yeah. a whole lot of effort to just write a letter these days. It really, it really doesn't. You know, um, actually, a seller that I just put under contract this past week, and he would be okay with me sharing this, but um, he had a stroke several years ago, um, and it's something that he, you know, deals with, and it's tough because, you know, sometimes he just can't get his thoughts straight. And you can tell it's on his mind when we're talking, and then, you know, and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. You know, they get, it bothers him clearly more than it bothers everyone else, right? But the buyer who made an offer, um, and I don't believe she knew his situation, but um, she wrote in the letter how her mother had a stroke. And this will be her first home, but um, she wants a space for her mother to come. Um, and so she wanted a ranch home that her you know, mother can come and stay with her for a while, but her mother had a stroke. And, mm. um, you know, it really, I mean, just, you know, tug at those heartstrings, right? Yeah. Um, when it just, you know, it. this is a home that my seller, um, husband and wife have been in for a very, very long time. And, you know, they're only making the move just because they're getting older um, and it's needed. And so receiving a letter like that with someone who deals with similar situations, I mean, it just, you know, it was like, it couldn't have been a more perfect buyer for them, right? And we've had, you know, buyer clients where, you know, we could be in a multiple offer situation and our buyer writes a letter and it just really like hit, hits home for that seller. And we've even had, you know, the seller or their, their agent tell us, you know what, your offer honestly wasn't even the best offer, but the letter, the letter is why it won, you know, and for most, I would say it boils down to making the most money, right? But for many sellers, it's, you know, who they want to live in their home, who will take care of it, who will cherish it, and who maybe has similar situations. So yeah, take the time, you know, to write that letter. Um, that can really go a far or, or long ways. Yeah. Or if all else ends up being equal, then the letter can certainly be a differentiator as well. Yeah. Yep. Last but not least, Angie, one more clever idea, final one for the show. Carefully select your real estate agent. It can make a huge difference. Well, duh, right? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's, I mean, guys, just even in our local market, there's thousands, thousands, thousands of agents in our local market. And you know what? We're not all the same. There's some of us who have sold one home, some of us who have sold several hundred, been in the business for a month, you know, 20 years. I mean, you need to make sure that you're working with an agent that is top notch, who has the experience, who has a personality that meshes well with you as well, and who can really guide you throughout the process. So, um, I've seen where real estate agents can blow up deals. And it's sad too, because, you know, I've been on one side of the transaction and the agent that I'm working with them, you know, representing on the opposite side. It's like they want to fight with you about everything. And, you know, most time you can sense that their client probably doesn't feel the same way 
or has no idea of this like particular situation, but it's like the agent wants to fight with you instead mm -hmm. of just like relaying over and guiding and just, you know, help facilitating the process. So um, picking the right real estate agent to be your advocate, to represent you, to protect you is really important because they could, you know, win or they could, you know, lose a deal for you, whether it be on the buy or the list side. Yeah, it's a great point, Angie. And uh, the agents make a difference. So don't just choose the first one that comes along. Uh, do a little research, talk to a couple of different agents, see who's going to be a great fit for you, your personality, and uh, who's going to get the job done. Uh, you'll notice those differences as you talk to different agents. So uh, de definitely carefully select your real estate agent instead of it just sort of being an afterthought. I think that's really, really important. If you'd like to talk to Angie Cole about any questions that might be on your mind, a great way to get in touch with the show is to text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. We'll text you right back with a link that you can click on, and it's going to take you to our show resources page where we have the opportunity for you to find out the value of your home. It's a free tool and resource that you can use to see how much your home is worth in today's market. Great starting point for a lot of sellers. There's the home buying guide where you can find out more information about buying a home, the terms, the steps of the process, all the uh, things that you need to know about buying a home. That buying guide is there for you for free as well. The mortgage app is there, all the listings of the week that we've talked about on the show today, and much more all located at that resource. All you have to do is text the word SAVVY to the number 21000 to access all those goodies today. Text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919 578 3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.